Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Would you stand with me as we go to the Lord in prayer? Amen. I do want to give honor and reverence, amen, to the spiritual father and mother of this house. Amen. Give it up for Pastor Raymond and Heather Zypher. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. I also want to honor, amen, my mother back there, Tressa, wave your hand, and my grandmother, praying grandmother. She's a praying warrior. Come on, somebody. Her name's Donna. Everybody calls her Nana. And my lovely wife, Chelsea. Hallelujah. Now, if you would, go to the Lord with me in prayer. Father God, we just thank you for your presence, Lord. You are magnificent, God, in all of your ways, God. We thank you, God, that you never give up on us, God, that you leave the 99 to find the one, Lord. Father, we pray, God, that you would just invade this atmosphere, God. Come and take over this atmosphere, Holy Ghost. We need you in this place, Jesus. Soften every heart, God, and we ask that your word would penetrate each and every one of our hearts, God, that it would fall on ears that are ready to hear and receive from you, God. Father God, we just give you all the praise in this house, Lord. We give you all the glory. Glory, Lord. All the honor in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Now come on and give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Tonight I want to talk about being mission minded. Amen. Focus on the mission. Mission minded. Hallelujah. As you know that God, amen, whenever he called you, hallelujah, that he called you, amen, into a mission field. Come on, somebody. That when Jesus saved you, that he actually saved you for a reason. Did it ever dawn on you that the reason that you encountered Jesus Christ, amen, and that he set you free and that he saved you, amen, from your sin, from a life of lawlessness, was because God has a purpose for our lives. Can I get an Amen. So we have to be mission-minded in this day and age. We have to be focused on the mission that is at hand because God has called us to be mission-minded people, amen. Which brings me to my first point, amen, that I want to talk about. If you can put my first point up there, drama brings trauma, amen. Drama brings trauma. Some of us have heard the saying, save the drama for your mama. I'm telling you, if anybody can bring some drama, it's probably going to be your mama. Amen? (laughs) I'm just kidding, mama. No, seriously, though. Don't upset mama. Amen? You better not upset Jesus. Come on, somebody. But I came to tell somebody tonight that drama brings trauma. Go to the book of James, chapter 3, verse 16. And the word of God reads, For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, There is disorder in every evil thing. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every evil thing. See, we have to recognize that jealousy and strife opens the door to every kind of evil. Amen. Whenever you walk around being extra dramatic, trying to stir up strife in the body of Christ, or even in your relationship, even if in your own household, what it does is it opens the door to every evil thing. And the Bible tells us to not give the devil any kind of foothold, not to give him a place to rule and reign in our life. And the enemy wants the people of God, he wants people in marriages, the family life, to be fighting and bickering and tearing at one another. 
That way we can have, waste all our energy and focus on being jealous and trying to trip each other up rather than conquering the forces of darkness. Come on, somebody. See, the enemy tries to blindside us and get us distracted. It's one of his main tools that he tries to use, especially in this time of society. Amen. You got all kinds of distraction going on in society these days. All kinds of technology, all kinds of promotions and publicity and things that are trying to pull people in and reel them in and steer them away from the face of Jesus. But if we do not seek the face of Jesus, then we do not have the victory. Amen. And God has called us into a mission field. And in order to complete the mission that is at hand, amen, we have to be kingdom seekers. We have to be prayer warriors. We have to be sold out for Jesus. We have to stay away from the drama and save the drama for your mama come on somebody hallelujah because drama brings trauma amen and when trauma takes place it's as if a sincere injury a physical injury or blow that'll try to take you out and harm you see the enemy wants to harm you the devil is a snake he's a liar and the father thereof he's the father of lies He's the father of this world, and he's blinded the eyes and the minds of the unbelievers, amen. But whenever you are born again, you put off the yoke of unbelief, and you put on the yoke that is Jesus Christ, and you begin to see in the spiritual, in the supernatural, and no longer are we to be tossed around to and fro like a wave. And whenever you walk around in a lifestyle that's full of drama, you walk around causing drama all the time. What you're doing is acting like a puppet for the enemy to use. And really, you think that the joke's on somebody else, but really the joke is on you. Because if you ain't careful, if we're not alert, amen, and if we are not walking truly in Christ and being holy as he is holy, the enemy will trick you, amen. And he'll cause you trying to cause division and drama and trip other people up when really at the end of the day, the only person you're tripping up is yourself. Because drama will bring trauma to your spiritual life. Amen. Amen. You can take that to the bank. First Corinthians chapter three, verse three. Hallelujah. Somebody say, save the drama, save the drama. for your mama. Drama brings trauma, hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 3 and 3. For you are still fleshly. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? In other words, are you not carnal? Are you not as the world? And are you not walking like mere men? See, whenever we become children of God, we're not just an ordinary, regular person. You're no longer just an average Joe. But when you really get born again, you get transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Come on, somebody. And you receive the spirit of God, which is alive and active. Come on, somebody. Which is living, hallelujah. And you die to the sinful nature, amen. You die to the sinful nature and you become a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old things have passed. Behold, all things are made new. See, I used to be a troublemaker. But when I started falling in love with Jesus, I began to be a peacemaker. Come on, somebody. Now, there's still times, amen, that the enemy may try to attack and get me out of character. But I have to remember that I do not war against flesh and blood. Come on, somebody. See, we cannot be at war with one another being extra overdramatic, living off of feelings and, and, and operating out of emotions. 
Because if you operate out of emotions all the time, you end up hurting people and yourself. But when you operate out of the anointing of Jesus, you make peace. Come on, somebody. Even with your enemies. Hallelujah. You don't just bend and bow any way that the enemy wants you to. Come on, somebody. You're no longer tossed to and fro. You're no longer just driven. Amen. A situation, all hell may break loose, but as long as you're in Christ, amen, you can rest assured that you don't have to worry about nothing. Can I get an amen? When you are consumed with drama and stirring up strife, you are being carnally minded. You're being fleshly. The Bible says that the flesh is hostile toward God. There's no time to be fleshly, amen. It's time to be godly, hallelujah. It's not a time, amen, to walk around in the flesh. It's not a time, amen, to put your desires above the desires of the Lord, amen. It's not a time to put your problems and your worries and your mishaps on a pedestal. It's a time, hallelujah, to reach those that are lost, amen, and to seek, come on the face of Jesus, and be sold out for Christ and let God use you, amen. Because if you're sitting in this room, it's because God has called you, God has chosen you, and God ordained this very moment, and it's time for you to walk in the path that God has for you, amen. You're not here by a mistake, amen. Come on, somebody. You're here because of the grace of God, hallelujah. And whenever you honor the Lord, come on, with everything in your being, with all of your substance, with everything that you have. You may not have a lot in the bank, come on, but you are precious in the eyes of God. And your life has value. Come on, somebody. So much that Jesus laid his life down at the cross for us. Come on. So that we could receive eternal life. That ought to get you excited, amen. That no matter what you have, as long as you, or what you don't have, as long as you got a relationship with Jesus, I've got it made, baby, because I know where I'm going, hallelujah. If I were to die today, I know that God has a plan for my life, amen. Should have died a long, long time ago, amen. I was rebellious as all get out from the get-go. They named, they called me Adam. Everything got blamed on me because I did everything wrong, Amen. Grew up in a broken home without a father that was present all the time. You know what I'm saying? Abandoned as a child. Around abuse, abusive situations and abusive mishaps. You know what I'm saying? That happened to me and my family. And I remember like it was yesterday, about eight and a half years ago, when Jesus, amen, walked into my life. Come on, somebody. Because Jesus will leave the 99 to find the one, amen. And I was that one that had gone astray. I was that one, amen, that people had been praying for. Some people was hating on me, trying to throw dirt and put me in the coffin. But thank God for some people that was in a prayer meeting that was speaking and declaring the word of God and believing God for the impossible. Hallelujah. Because when the devil said that I was going to be in prison, when I was going to end up a drug addict for the rest of my life, that, the, that I was a closed chapter, that I would never succeed or do anything in life, amen. God stomped all over that devil. Come on, somebody, and make something beautiful out of my life. And he's still, he's still making it happen. Come on, somebody. Eight and a half years ago, I walk in a trailer. My biological father had just died, had a brain aneurysm in a diesel on the highway. Come on. I was lost. I was strung out on methamphetamines, tore up from the floor up, bound in sin and chains and addiction. 
rolling around thinking I was a gangster and supposed to be a thug walking in a false identity. The devil is a liar. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. But God had a plan. And I remember walking down an aisle in an old little trailer house, Holy Ghost filled church. Amen. And spiritual father, uh, Pastor Raymond, was uh, down at the other side of the trailer spitting hot fire. Amen. And I was sitting in the seat filled with brokenness. Amen. And the Holy Spirit jumped all over me and said, come forth out of the darkness. Come on, somebody. I got something different for you. Amen. I was tired of living the way I was living. I was tired of hurting. I was tired of being away from God. So I ran to the altar and the Holy Spirit began to just wreck my life, amen, and mess me up. I get all messed up in the presence of God. Snot running down and everything. I'm talking broken in the presence, in the house of God, hallelujah. See, we got to remember, amen, when Jesus first stepped into our life, when we first gave our life to Christ, we got to keep brokenness before God. Hallelujah. You got to cut out the drama. Can I get an amen? amen? Stop being so dramatic. Tripping when there ain't even nothing to trip about. Come on, somebody. Worrying about things that you wasn't worried about whenever you was out there tripping. Come on, somebody. God was God then and God is God now. And he takes care of his children. I've never seen the righteous begging, forsaken, or begging for bread. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. May not have everything you want, but it, with, with Jesus, you got everything that you need. Galatians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. And the word of the Lord reads, But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. See, if we can just walk in the power of agreement on one mind and one accord, amen, knowing that there's a mission at hand, and if that we're all disciples of Jesus Christ, then we should all be on the same, same mission. Can I get an amen? And put it this way, that if you was in the US, United States military and there was a mission that your group was supposed to execute, amen, you would need everybody that was on that mission on one mind and one accord, knowing the goal, knowing the plan, knowing the strategy, walking in agreement, can communicate, come on, in right communication with another. Because I promise you, if you walk into a live battlefield on a mission, you better make sure you got a strategic plan and that you're walking in agreement with the brother that's next to you, amen. See, what happens is whenever we start dying spiritually, then what we do in our minds is water down the severity of what it is to be in the army of the Lord. See, if you realize just how serious this thing is, amen, that this is not a game, amen. Come on, somebody. That God is not a God that we can just keep playing games with and only call on him in a 911 situation and start to serve God when things get hard. Come on, somebody. God is a just God. Hallelujah. And we ought to be thankful for his mercy because he reigns on the just and the unjust. And the only reason that we are made just is because of the price that Jesus paid at the cross at Calvary. Hallelujah. But I wonder if we shifted things over into the spiritual. As we know that we're in a spiritual war zone, especially in this day and time. Amen. The devil's trying to pluck off our youth one by one at a time and confuse these generations that are coming up. 
But I wonder what would happen if the people of God realized, amen, that we are in a spiritual war zone and Christ has called us, amen, to run with the torch and to set the course. Come on, somebody. See, we got to set the course for those that are coming behind us, for the young ones that are being raised up behind us. If we don't raise them up in the Lord, we're going to let the world raise them up in the things that are ungodly. Hallelujah. But I believe that we would be an unstoppable church. We would be unstoppable in the body of Christ. If people would stop devouring and picking out one another, backbiting against one another, and tearing into one another, and they would take that same animosity, that same, come on, that same violent force, and they would place it towards the enemy, towards the snake called Satan, and begin to trample over all the forces of darkness. I'm telling you right now, we'd see heaven move on earth for real. Like you ain't never seen, because where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there in the midst, Amen. But people these days in the church, they want a spiritual encounter, but they, don't, they aren't really walking in the name of the Lord. They're not really walking in the power of agreement. So what you have is turmoil and confusion and, and devouring against one another and dryness rather than an atmosphere, come on, that's flowing, amen, with the presence and the anointing of God. Go to the book of Daniel chapter 6, verse 18. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, amen? We got to, come on, we got to stop tearing at one another in Jesus' name. The Lord put this word on my heart. We got to, some of us need to stop being so dramatic, amen? You need to get the drama out of your life, amen? Because it'll wreck you spiritually. Because I believe when we all come in agreement, amen, in the spirit, in the kingdom of God, hallelujah, that what's going to happen, amen, is God is going to, is, he's already casting vision. He's already given strategic plans. He's already downloading vision. He's already speaking of things to come. He's already revealing things in these last days and giving revelation. But he's just waiting on the body of Christ. He's just waiting on those that he's called into ministry to rise up and begin to agree with one another. That no matter about our differences, we're all on a mission. And it's time to get mission minded and sold out for Jesus and excited about what God is doing in this hour. Can I get an amen? Somebody say, I got to be mission-minded. I'm going to mind my own business. Amen. Hallelujah. Because if you mind your own business, you might start getting a little bit more involved in some kingdom business. Can I get a Hallelujah. But if you're too busy sticking, sticking your noses in everybody else's business, in everybody else's flaws, everybody else's faults, you're going to miss what God has for you in this season. Come on, somebody. It's the season of victory, amen. Hallelujah. It's the season of walking in divine dominion over the forces of darkness, Hallelujah. We're taking over cities. We're taking over all the East Texas with the power of the Holy Ghost and the gospel of Jesus. Book of Daniel chapter 6, the word of God reads. Then the king went off to his palace and spent the night fasting. And no entertainment was brought before him and his sleep fled from him. Then the king arose at dawn at the break of the day. And went in haste to the lion's den. 
When he had come near the den to Daniel, he cried out with a troubled voice. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you constantly serve been able to deliver you from the lions? Tell your neighbor, I'm glad you asked. Then Daniel spoke to the king. Oh, king, live forever. Keep going. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth, and they have not harmed me. Inasmuch as I was found innocent before him and also toward you, O king, I have committed no crime. Come on, somebody. And what I want us to grab a hold of in this little passage of scripture of the story of Daniel in the lion's dens is that Daniel had a prayer life and was an anointed man of God. I believe there's a story in the Bible where Daniel had, cl- had washed his hands and began to go into a fast and had got on his knees in front of the city and began to pray, amen, over the city. Come on, somebody of God. Hallelujah. He was a man that had a prayer life. And Daniel was a man that strayed away from the drama. Come on, somebody. Daniel was somebody that believed in praying about it before he had something to say about it. Come on. And what happened because he lived in that way, in such a way of humility and had a prayer life, is that God shut the very mouth of the vicious lions in a pit, in a den that they cast him in, expecting that the man of God would be harmed. See, sometimes people, amen, are not really who they say they are, amen. See, not everybody is your brother, not everybody is your sister, and not everybody is on the winning team. Can I get an amen? Amen. My Bible tells me that wide and abroad is the path that leads to destruction and many are on it. Many will find it. Narrow is the way that leads to life and few will find it. Amen. So what that tells me is I might not be able to trust everybody, but I can trust God and he's more powerful than anybody. And I can trust the people that God has placed in my life in the spiritual headship and authority that God has put over me. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. See, mama couldn't help me, but her prayers helped. I needed the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You want help? You want to start walking out and walking this thing out in freedom and want to really grab a hold of what God has for you? You're going to have to receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. You need the Holy Spirit. Amen. To walk in holiness. You need the Holy Spirit to receive what God has for you. Amen. You got to let go of what the world was feeding you and grab a hold of what God wants to fill you up with. Amen. Hallelujah. You got people still trying to hold on to Zuzus and Wham Whams over here looking unhealthy in, in the spiritual end. You know what I'm saying? God's trying to feed you a quarter ounce steak over here and some collard greens and get, come on and get some protein on you and get you strong in the Lord. Amen. But you still hold on to the same old box of Twinkies sleeping on the same old pillow on grandma's couch in your mind when God done set you free and planted you in the army of the Lord. And it's time to leave the blankie and the teddy bear behind because it's time to man up and do what God's called us to do. Amen. He's called you in the mission field. Hello. Wake up. This ain't a game. Jesus didn't come into your life for no reason. So you can sit back and just do whatever you want. 
And he's not going to play with people trying to cause division and, and try to tear down the people, the, the men and women of God that are taking this thing serious. I promise you, amen. God ain't messing around with that right now. Thank you, Jesus. 8-11. We got a little more time. Glory to God. Listen, it's all right if people want to cause drama. You know what I'm saying? It's going to happen. There's, as long as there's people, there's always going to be some sort of drama. You can t- I promise you. You can pray all week. Turn on the news that one day of the week. You see drama. Amen? All over the place. But we as Christians cannot get sucked in into the lifestyle of drama. Amen? Because when you get sucked into a lifestyle of drama and drama becomes a bad habit in your spiritual walk, what happens is it will start to try to wrap around your neck and choke you out spiritually. But we have to know, no matter what somebody says against me, no matter if somebody tries to throw dirt on my name or bring up my past, no matter if they say I'm going to fail, I'm not going to make it, I was going to end up in prison, I was going to end up dead before the age of 26, God will shut the mouth of the devil right up as long as you got a prayer life. Come on, somebody, and the Holy Ghost on your side. Amen. We need the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Point number two, you've been drafted. Amen. Change of plans. Hey, I thought I was supposed to be a drug dealer, gangster rapper. Got drafted in the army of the Lord. There's been a change of plans. Things haven't just slightly changed a bit. Things have mightily changed, amen, and turned around in my life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Nana's real happy. Look at her, boy. She, I used to be running around just straight criminalizing folks, manipulating people, running around like a wannabe hustler. You know what I'm saying? Nana show up at Sonic. I'm 16 doing all kinds of wicked things up at the Sonic. Nana's pulling up. What are you doing, Adam? I know that you was doing that. Why are you doing that? Just sicking me with the Holy Spirit. Amen. You go ahead and rebel and you want to, amen, because we got some praying people, hallelujah, that no matter how many times you want to play with God and start going back to the world and sin, we're going to be praying and we're going to be speaking the word of God over your life. Sick him, Holy Ghost. Go and get him, Holy Spirit. Knock him right out the dope house, God. Bring him right to his knees, dear God. Throw him in jail. Whatever you got to do to wake him up because it's time to be all about Jesus and the Father's business, God. If you got to break his leg, go ahead and do it, Lord. We'll we'll bring him right back into the home in a wheelchair. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you right now, amen, you can't play with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. If you got a calling, it's irrevocable. If God has chose you and called you, you can't get away from it. So stop trying to slip from it. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, stop being slippery. This is a faith walk. This ain't no slip and slide. Amen. You can't, you can't slip and slide to what Jesus has got for you. You got to get up and walk. Amen. It's a faith walk. It ain't no cake walk. Hallelujah. You've been draft, drafted. There's a change of plans. Amen. Proverbs 19, verse 21. The word of God reads, many plans are in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord will stand. 
See, you can make all the plans you want to, all the way out you want to, all the shortcuts you want to, you know what I'm saying, all the do-overs you want to. That's all right. God's still going to be in the same place that he's always been, on his throne. Hallelujah. Seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for the saints, praying that you'll just get it right and wake up and snap out of it and stop playing games before it's too late. Can I get an amen? Because you never know, amen, what tomorrow holds. So I'm not worried about tomorrow because no man knows what a day may bring forth. I've got to know today is a day of salvation. Today is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, somebody. Because I'd rather be filled with joy, walking around with freedom any day, than walking around depressed, hung out, left in the desert to dry out. Because of some poor decision making. It's time to get it right. It's time to get it right this time. Amen. Time to get it right. God done gave me hundreds of chances. I look in the mirror and I see a million chances. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for his grace. Thank the Lord, amen, for some spiritual parents, amen, and some praying people, hallelujah, that didn't give up on, on the calling of God on my life. You need to be thankful, amen. For your pastors, you need to be thankful for the ministry that God's brought you in. You need to be thankful for the church that God's planting you in. And you need to begin to, come on somebody, open your eyes and recognize that God is doing big things all around us, amen. That vision is being brought forth, amen. And he's establishing things, come on. And he's planting your feet on a rock whose name is Jesus. There's been a change of plans, hallelujah. Your plans ain't going to cut it no more. Can I get an Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. The word of the Lord reads, Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Tell your neighbor, say, we're going to ride it out together. Tell them, say, tell your other neighbor, we're going to ride it out together. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everybody's life. Mind your business. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't be so worried about what the pastor's doing and where the leader's at and what, you know what I'm saying? Don't be so worried about, uh, you know, the leader that just got raised up. Amen. And you're all tripping and jealous because, oh, Lord, I've been here long and I've been praying. I've been serving. I've been mopping. I've been sweeping. Well, you complaining and bickering about it shows that you ain't ready to walk in that type of authority. Amen. Come on, somebody. Why would, if you're already devouring, you know what I'm saying, people and bickering where you're at, don't get mad whenever God don't elevate you. Come on, somebody. I got to be content with where I am and a good steward of where God has me and just love Jesus and love everybody. Amen. Come on, somebody. And God's going to raise me up before I know it. I'm going to look. Come on. I ain't even going to look back. I'm going to look up over my shoulder. What in the world? Good Lord. I was preaching to six teenagers. Two years ago, now I'm preaching to a thousand. Come on. Amen. There ain't, don't put no limits on God whenever you, whenever you, amen, try to make your own plans and you try to get up and caught up in everybody else's business and what they got planned and what are you doing this weekend. Brother, what are you doing this weekend, amen? What are you doing today? Hopefully you're praying and spending time with God. You're soaking up the word of God. You're calling on the name of Jesus. Amen. You called on him when you was desperate. You called on him when you needed help. 
But how can we get set free by Jesus and not call on him for those that need to experience freedom themselves? Amen. To self-focus. Walking around with selfish ambition. Only doing things for self. You can even only do ministry for self. Don't get it twisted. Oh, well, I made the decision to get sober. Oh, well, I did this. I did my nine months. You know I did my year. I did my time. You know what I'm saying? It was me that had to make that decision. I had to make the sacrifice. I've been praying. I've been, I've been serving. Well, keep on. Amen. Because the Lord who sees what you do in secret is the one that will reward you openly. So what if the President of the United States don't open up your car door for you to get where you're going? Because you got to know that Jesus is in the work and he's got something great and majestic for you. And as long as you're humble and you keep praising and you keep serving and you keep walking in the ways of God, he's already opening up the door and he's prepared a place for you come on somebody in the presence of your enemies to rule and reign you are a co-heir to the throne in Christ Jesus so as long as I'm in Jesus I will do the things he did and even greater come on somebody hallelujah Jesus didn't have no sin he didn't have to wrestle with a sinful nature how much greater is it for somebody that has to wrestle and put their flesh under dominion and, and come on somebody and put a simple nature behind you and die to the old man and let Christ reign inside of you. Hallelujah. I'm almost done here. God is good. Amen. Don't get caught up in the cares of life. God has got your whole life figured out. He's got it all figured out. Stop trying to paint the picture because every time you do it gets ugly. Amen. You ain't no Pablo Picasso. I don't care how good you draw. I ain't seen no million dollar paintings on a wall from you. Amen. When I do, maybe we can talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, brother, brother Adam, come over here. Look at this. $300,000 on eBay. Did someone bought it? Then we'll talk about it. You can't try to be the author of your story. You ain't the author of your story. His name is Abba. Yahweh, hallelujah. Come on, the Father in heaven. So put down the pencil. Stop trying to write your life out. Oh, I'm going to keep serving the Lord in ministry. In the two years, God's going to give me a wife. God's going to give me my own church. I'm a priest. I'm going to be an evangelist. Well, I'm just going to keep seeking the Lord. Next year, I'll be getting married to brother so-and-so. And we'll be in a little white picket fence house with the wraparound porch. With little baby Jimmy on the way. Praise God. You might as well go ahead and crumble that up and throw it out the window because you already messed up. <laughs> Trying to write the pages of your life. This is not, no, Nana, what do you want? The days of our lives or something? This is not, let's write the pages of our life together. Amen? Come on, somebody, and see what happens. I tried it. It didn't work. Amen? At the honeymoon, we was, I was, we was writing a little love story, love poem in the book. Talking about We're going to come here next year and every year since then. And then right after that, all hell broke loose for about two and a half years. Come on. Go ahead and write it if you want to, baby. You're going to find yourself looking sick and helpless and needing Jesus all over again. So go ahead and let go now and let God be God. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Listen, guys. 
when you when God's called you to be on a mission, if you've been here, if you're saved, you've been born again, you're called to be on a mission at all times. Amen. You're on a mission, whether that's helping the widow of the church, whether that's being there for the orphan, for the fatherless. Amen. Whether that's going out and evangelizing, reaching souls. Amen. Going out, you know what I'm saying, and doing things to help the church, help the community, to help the ministry that God has placed you in. Going out and being a blessing. God constantly has us on a mission. And we have to be humble ourselves and surrender. Humble and surrender. Amen. Because if not, you're going to be prideful and you're going to fall. Humble and surrender or prideful and fall. I'm tired of falling. I'm, I get a little lightheaded sometimes because I got too many knots on my head from falling. Sometimes I get a little bit dizzy. I feel like God's trying to remind me, son, that's because you was doing all that tripping. Amen. Don't go back. Little Tweety Birds start flying around. You know what I'm saying? To remind me, Lord, it ain't even worth it. Because what God has is so much greater than the trash that the world tried to feed me. Amen. And now I know I got to be mission-minded everywhere I go. It's no, times, no time for games. Amen? Some of you need to take it to heart. There ain't no time for games. Amen? Hallelujah? I don't even believe I'm, I, there's a lot of people in the crowd. You ain't here because of second chances. Some of y'all, it's your third, fourth, 100, 129th chance. Amen? <laughs> It's time to get it right, because if you don't get it right now, you might find yourself three years from now looking up in the mirror or in a corner somewhere blowing snot bubbles through a straw trying to figure out what happened. And somebody's got to, you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. (laughs) It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. There's been a change of plans. I got news for you. Matthew chapter 23, verse 25 through 27. Wrapping it up, wrapping it up. The word of God reads. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and of the dish, but inside they are full of robbery and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the dish so that the outside of it may be clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside appear beautiful, but inside they are full of dead men's bones. In all uncleanliness. Amen. Hey, I'm telling the Lord put this on my heart. You can, it's a warning from the Lord. You better take heed to the voice of God. Amen. It's time to clean out the closet. Amen. It's time to get some skeletons out the closet. Hallelujah. Amen. It's time to have zero compromise. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm telling, don't even give the devil a little inch. Don't even try to give him a little, a little bit of taste of you. See, because if you play with the enemy, and he gets a little taste of it, he's going to really start swinging at you and bringing it at you and try to devour you. Because a little bit of leaven, leaven it the whole lump. But I've come to conclusion that as long as I stay on the devil's neck, he ain't getting on my neck. Amen. As long as I stay walking in authority and connected to the vine and under, come on somebody. And under the headship and the authority that God has placed in my life. And stay attached to accountability amen hey it's free game amen we're conquering everywhere that the enemy thinks that he has conquered everywhere the enemy has set up principalities and dominions over regions and over cities and try to you know what i mean and try to oppress the people and keep them in addiction and keep them in suicidal thoughts and keep come on we're in a world amen that's filled with people that are lost amen 
Brings me to my next point. Chapter number three, vision before victory. Ooh, I like that one, brother. That's nice. That's precision right there. We need to be precise in the kingdom of God. Amen? This is why we got to have a prayer life. You know, I used to move off emotions all the time, especially when I was real young in ministry. You know how many times that my pastor warned me? Don't do it. And spiritual mama. Don't get it twisted. she got the whole, just as much Holy Ghost and anointed, if not more sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Just look me right in the face. You're making a bad decision. You're headed for disaster. Me being the little religious Pharisee that I was. You know what I'm saying? Oh, don't speak that to me. <laughs> that ain't speaking death. That's somebody that's speaking wisdom, amen, in your life that God has called to shepherd you and oversee your life spiritually that is trying to instill something in you and save you from a hang-up and a disaster. Can I get an amen? That's why we are to honor those that are over us. The Bible says, amen, to give honor where honor is due. You can honor with your lips all day and say, I got you back, brother. I got you. I'm right there with you. Oh, I'm doing ministry. I'm sold out. But when all hell starts breaking loose and we're in the battlefield, you're nowhere to be found. We know you was just talking. We know you was just playing. We Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm finally starting to grow up now. I realize, amen, playtime's over, amen. Come on, somebody. I got a calling on my life, and I can't run from it. Neither can you. Don't play with it. Don't play with it because it'll get real ugly. I'm going to tell you right now. It'll get real disastrous. You start playing with God. Amen. Because those times that uh, you should have lost your life or ended up in prison the rest of your life maybe. Or maybe you should have died in that head-on collision. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe they shouldn't have let you out. You know what I'm saying? God shows you grace and God shows you mercy. Amen. Because of the calling. But don't play with it because some people continue to play with it. And next thing you know, you turn on the news and see a sad story. Don't play. That ain't a threat. That's a warning. Amen. Don't play with it. Don't play with the calling of God. Vision before victory. The book of Numbers, chapter 13, verse 1 and 3. Worship team, you can go ahead and come up. Numbers, chapter 13, verse 1. The word of the Lord reads. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send out for yourself men so that they might spy out the land of Canaan which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. So stop, keep right there for a minute. I want us to notice in the beginning of, the, of, of this uh, chapter right here that God has spoke to the, the man of God, amen, that was in charge, the pastor, so to say, whose name was Moses. He says, send out for yourself men so that they may spy out the land of Canaan. See, the man Moses had a spiritual relationship with God. Amen. Was close to the Lord. Hallelujah. Was the mouthpiece for God. Amen. And was the pastor that God had entrusted over his children. And here we have here God is casting forth vision. He's planting vision inside of Moses' heart. Send out for yourself men so that they may spy out the land of Canaan, which I'm going to give to the sons of Israel. Hallelujah. You shall send a man from each of their father's tribes, every one of a leader. Keep going. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran at the command of the Lord. All of them men who were heads of the sons of Israel. Stop right there. 
So God comes and he gives the pastor vision, amen, hallelujah. And he's telling the pastor, the man of God, that it's time to go and explore this land, amen. This land that I have promised you, amen. And I want you to take some of your sons, amen. And I want you to take some of the men of God, come on somebody, that are under you, amen, that are being raised up, hallelujah. Because I'm about to do something and I'm about to give you the land. Come on somebody. Go to Numbers chapter 13, verse 26. The word of the Lord reads. Stand up on your feet all over this house. Y'all might as well stand for all this right here. The word of God reads. They proceeded to come to Moses and Aaron to all the congregation of the sons of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Keep going. Thus they told him and said, we went into the land where you sent us, and it certainly does flow with milk and honey, and this it is fruit. Nevertheless, the people who lived in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Amalek is living in the land of the Negev and the Hittites and the Jebusites, and the Amorites are living in the hill country. And the Canaanites are living by the sea and by the side of the Jordan. Then Caleb questioned the people before Moses and said, We should by all means go up and take possession of it, for we surely over, will overcome it. Come on, somebody. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are too strong for us. The, the people that were being dramatic, the people that were they're just looking in the natural, amen. It says, so they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone is, in spying it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great size. There also we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, are part of the Nephilim, and we became like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Amen. There is vision before the victory, hallelujah. You can go ahead and dim the lights, amen. And I just want to uh, testify, amen, and declare in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, that God, amen, is casting vision for it. Come on, somebody, in this season, he's showing us things that are coming. He's having us in the right places at the right time with the right people because we're on one mind and we're on one accord. And you have a leadership and a headship that God has raised up, hallelujah, and anointed in this hour for such a time as this amen and I see land and I see cities where principalities have been resting upon devouring people in the land amen and God is saying amen that we will go and we will possess the land hallelujah come on somebody you ought to give God praise for that amen and there's some people here in this house God brought you up out of a city that was filled with affliction brought you out of a city that was filled with darkness come on somebody but if you just let him work and do what he wants to do God's gonna raise you up to be a conqueror and a mighty warrior and I'm here to tell you there is vision before the victory amen 
the vision is here hallelujah if you want the victory you need to come to this altar right now amen you say you know what god i see it you're revealing it to me god i can see your glory god i see what you're doing i'm believing you for great things god i want to be a world changer god i want to overtake the forces of darkness i'm tired of being pushed around i'm tired of getting caught up in the drama i'm tired of getting spiritually injured all the time i'm tired of hurting myself and i'm tired of hurting others lord father god i receive it there's been a change of plans i'm letting go of my ways and i'm grabbing a hold of your ways amen if you need prayer the altar is open amen we'll pray for you hallelujah or if you just want to kneel amen just keep kneeling keep talking to the lord hallelujah but i came to tell the people tonight amen God said, Moses, I want you to explore some land, cast in vision, hallelujah. And then he said, you're going to conquer and possess the land, amen. And though there were giants, amen, I want us to look in the spiritual. In this day in cities, you got spiritual giants and principalities, amen, that are sitting upon cities, amen. And God said, Does do not fear, do not worry how I will do it. For I will, come on, I am the God of increase, I am the God of hope, and I will give you everything that you you need and I will make it clear and I will come on plant you where you need to be planted and I will guide your footsteps and I will show you where you must go amen and you will conquer and possess all that God has for you now come on and let's worship let the spirit of God refresh you in this place